live at the Minnesota State Fair. We're up on Randall and something. <laughs> I can never remember what that is. Uh, just south of Martha Cookies and just next door to the Northern Hydraulics or Northern, what is that? Is it Northern Hydraulics? Okay, yeah. Okay, and so we're right next to them. So please stop by and see the wonderful station. And uh, yeah, I'm here for another hour from till 2 o'clock. So please stop on by. And I want to thank everybody for being here and saying hi and, and watching. It's nice to talk to, look, look at friendly faces. So far, I haven't had to dodge any tomatoes. So that's really a good thing. I'm here with Dr. Jessica, Holistic Vet. Hi, Dr. Jess. Hi there. And uh, thank you for coming today. Oh, thank and you. we're just admiring the beautiful day of this. Look at this, mm -hmm. Dr. Well, well yeah, I guess now there's a couple of clouds. There's a now couple that you dots of that. clouds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's, it's really it's fun out here. And it's actually a little bit, you know, there's a nice breeze that comes through here. Oh, gosh. Oh, we've been here on hot, hot days. Oh, we we've been cooked. here in the rain. No kidding. No kidding. Okay, here we go. You ready for this now, Josh? What changes? Oh, Renee, you ready for this one? Come on. What changes the lower regions into the flower region? What do you say, Josh? I honestly have no idea. <laughs> Dr. Jess? I know. What does that even mean? Yeah. What changes the lower region into the flower region? Do you think you got anything, Renee? What? Ding, 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 ding. Ah. The letter F. Put an F in front of the lower, you got flower. Wow. Da, 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 da. Take a bow. Take a bow. There you go. What's your name? <laughs> Connie. Connie got that here. So so what changes the lower region into the flower region? The letter F. Ding. -ding. That's impressive. Uh, yeah. I, that was really <laughs> like good. That. I'm impressed. <laughs> See, great minds think alike. Anyway, what do we got for phone calls back there, Josh? Uh, we got nothing right now. Just uh, hanging out with Dr. Jess. Oh, there we go. 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. If you got a question, anybody out here has got a question? No, 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 no. Okay, we talked a lot about uh, cats as far as uh, throwing up and then uh, coughing and then feeding. <laughs> And now we got to go burp. Covered a lot of a lot of body <laughs> systems. Yes, I know. We had this whole list of things that we were going to talk about before. No, we we got we're getting there. Uh, one thing too this time of year is cockleburs. Do you guys know what cockleburs are? They're a nuisance. That's where the Velcro idea came from. Was cockleburs. And those of us that are in the country that has to deal with these little varmints, <laughs> they're not live, but you swear they got they are. Because if you walk too close to them, it almost like the, the burr itself like, just sucks onto your clothes. You can't get it off. So if you have to deal with cockleburs, uh, cats, dogs, uh, uh, yourself, getting in your hair, what you're going to do is you're going to use uh, the spray, like Pam, spray on oil. And a couple mm -hmm. of and then you work it into the cockleburr. And then they start pulling out really, really nice. Right now, my horse, Jake, his tail is one major bat. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to be working on tonight is to get that cockburs out of there. And then, of course, he's got cockburs in his ear. In his oh. ear. And that one's a tough one to get out. I've gone through that once before with him. Oh, wow. And so I really make sure he's eating good, I mean, into his food. And he lets me putts a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, you got to stop on the way home and pick up some more of that. Bam. Yep. Cooking. That cooking, cooking spray. spray. Cooking wow. spray. Yep. I know. Yeah, just, oh, I'll tell you, it was crazy. So anyway, okay. Um, well, what do I, I was looking at the things and I just covered it. So we got uh, da, 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 da. the cockleburs. What's the normal dog temperature? 
Normal dog and cat body temperature is 100.5 to 102.5. Okay, and that's bo- both dogs and cats are the same? Mm-hmm. So 100.5 to 2.5? 102.5. 102.5, okay. Right. I don't know I don't know why with humans there's just like one temperature. Like we're all supposed, there's not a range. Okay. We're all supposed to have the same body temperature, right. whatever it is. What is it for humans? 98.6 or something? Uh-huh. And yet for, for all animals, there's a range that's considered normal. Okay. But a lot of times people will check their, their dog's body, their dog's temperature. Like you can check a rectal temp at home mm-hmm. with any thermometer that you would buy at Walgreens or whatever. Okay. But people will check it at home and they see that it's over 100 and so they freak out. And they're like, oh yeah. my God, my dog has a fever. No. No. It's normal for them. Okay, because um, that's a, a, a lot of times people go to the vet all worried that they need a, a vet ASAP. That they're, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and the right away, the first thing, like when my horse vet says, check the temperature. You know, let's see what we got. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And so. I think with, with dogs and cats that they tend to do that maybe a little bit less because they're harder to hold on to. Thanks. And it can be very stressful for them too. So. Okay. Kind of depends on the situation. So, so what you, that, that's what you want to do. Yeah. But always if you're going to use a thermometer, that you are going to put a little bit of Vaseline at the end of it. <laughs> right. Yep, you can use Vaseline, you can use KY, you could even use, you know, liquid soap or something like that. Okay, liquid soap. Mm, interesting. Huh. But anyway, so yeah, so 100.5 to 102.5? Yeah. Okay, that's a normal temperature for a cat. And So if you think your dog or your cat's a little off, take his temperature and see from there. Then now what symptoms do we have, right? Right. And so what is, what's a couple symptoms that you might... Well, you'd look for lethargy, loss of appetite. Are they doing their normal thing? For cats, it's always, you know, are they hiding? Are they using the litter box? Are they grooming themselves still? Okay. You know, you look at their eyes to see if they're kind of squinty. Okay. So, yeah, you're just looking for, you know, symptoms of normal health. And then uh, the gums. Uh, The gums should always, well, obviously, if you have a a cat or a dog that has black gums. uh, Right, but you you can look at the tongue. And in cats, a lot of times, the tongue will give you a true color more so than the gums. Okay. Yeah, and it just kind of depends. You know, how safe is it to stick your hand (laughs) in your dog or cat's mouth? Cats especially, you know, make sure that you have good lighting and... Uh, have your glasses on before you try this because yeah. you basically get one, one look shot and then it's over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So, so you're looking for like a, a pink tongue on a cat, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So you're just looking for a normal pink color and then also you want to see if the gums are moist. So, you know, for a dog, if you touch the gums, they should be moist and not sticky and dry. Okay, sticky and dry. Okay. But then you have to be aware too, like for some dogs particularly, some dogs go to the vet and they get dry mouth. Some dogs go to the vet and they flush. Like, you can see this very clearly on white pit bulls. They go to the vet and their heads turn red and their ears flare up and their mouths are bright red. And they're just stressed. Stressed. Some dogs go to the vet and they blanch. So their gums turn white and, you know, they're just having a panic attack. Okay. Okay. Because that's the thing is to be able to know when do you truly need a vet. That's what, I mean, sometimes, you know, that's where people got to learn. First stop, really, you know your pet best. Okay, because that is stressful to go to a vet, you know, whether you're a dog or a cat, cats especially. The car ride alone, if you <laughs> Right. So that's cool. And then that all brings me to that, is that if you know you're going to be going on a, a trip with your cat, start getting them used to a kennel so that you just, you're not just going to go on a trip 
throw the cat in the kennel. Now he has to deal with the, the trip and the kennel. Start feeding the cat in the kennel. Um, put him in there for like a minute here, five minutes here, just like you would with a dog. And then start taking the cat for like uh, back on down the driveway, back up the driveway. So they slowly dose the cat. And a lot of cats just want a towel put over the kennel where they want the darkness, you know, whereas they don't see everything going by. But And then now with a lot of the disasters that have been going on, unfortunately, with all these fires and stuff, you know, you want to have an evac evacuation plan with your pets. One thing that works really good with cats, if you are really in a quick hurry, is a pillowcase. Uh, obviously, you want a big pillowcase, well, depending on the size of your cat. Follow wrong, but anyway, and so um, uh, get them used to going in and out of the pillowcase, so that they're not just uh, you know when you throw them in there in a, in a panic state, you know the cat is like what the heck is this, you know. So they have it, things gently be presented to them, so that when you do need it in a panic, you know state, uh, the fire's coming down the hallway, the you know the uh, tornado or whatever type thing. So uh, and a lot of people don't think of that. You know, you think, oh, I'm not going to get hit by a tornado. I've been here 50 years, never saw a tornado. Well, that's what I thought in 2008 when tor the Hugo hit, that tornado hit Hugo. And I, luckily, I was doing my show at that time. And on the screen, it came up where the tornado dropped was Highway 61 and 165th. Well, that just happens to me. My and it said it was heading east. Well, that just happens to be going towards my house. <laughs> and so one of my neighbors called up and said, "No, Kate, I know what you just saw. It didn't drop on 165. It d dropped on 157th, which is the next street south of us." And so I was like, "How come my goodness?" But like I said, I had been there for what 40 years. Oh no, listen, no, 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 that was 35 years. You know, you just didn't think about that. Oh, Tony else, that hits Anoka. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't believe it. And so that's why you really got to make sure you've got plans ahead of it. And to be honest with you, I was so glad that when the tornado dropped that I was here. Because my biggest always fear was, okay, I got horses. I got the cattle. You know, you got the big things you just can't put into the basement. <laughs> and we all are okay. And so I always wondered, are they safer in the barn? Are they safer in the pasture? What, what would you do? That's a good question. What would you do if a tornado was coming? You got your horses, you got your cows, things that can't go in the basement. Yeah, I mean, it's a big challenge. Panic. <laughs> yeah. But and so for cats, I would say make sure that you have a carrier for each cat. And for dogs, um, what one of the things that makes me think of is unbelievably handy to have a dog who will potty on command. Yes. Uh, so when I was in vet school, we had big ice storms in Virginia that year, and uh, we had to evacuate the trailer park where I was living. Uh, because the electricity was down in the entire city of Blacksburg. And uh, it was very handy that I, uh, you know, I got my dog out of the house. I pointed at a tree. I said, Bruiser, go potty. And he went over and peed on the tree. And I was like, oh, my God, it's amazing. Yes. Because then, you know, we could put him in the car and not have to worry about stopping for him again. It was fantastic. Yeah, no, so that's all my dogs are. Why so, I point and they go potty. Yeah. yeah. No, that really does. Okay, we got to run to break, right, sir? Yes, we do. Okay. Um, do you say 9 and 5 are 13 or 9 and 5 is 13? Will we be, we'll be right back? Hey, hey, we're back. We're at the Live at the Minnesota State Fair, and the streets are getting crowder and more crowds and more crowds. Yes, it's officially a can of sardines. So eventually there's a long line for everything to eat now. You know, when we first got here, the lines are kind of short. So that's kind of nice. My corn dog, I'm a corn dog person. Corn, big dog corn dogs are my favorite. And then the Greek gyro or the gyro Greek or whichever that way. Mm -hmm. And then that fresh lemonade, what is it? 
yeah, I don't know, right on the corner. So nice of the state fair to know that I was coming. They put all my favorites right in the same spot that I just have to go from one corner to the other corner, and I'm done. Oh, well, I want, I want, I got to walk a little bit for the gizmo. You know, that's up a little bit farther, so maybe next year they'll see fit to bring it closer so that I can just shop on one corner. <laughs> oh, well. I, the gizmo, I don't know, do you remember? Oh, I can't remember how many years. It had to be 15 years. They were. This is when they started changing Machinery Hill into what it is now, getting rid of the tractors. And the gizmo was one of the first few food stands up at this end. And I loved it because there was no line. So I was like, look, I can eat right away. And I don't have to stand and wait for it. And then little do I know, it was so good. <laughs> Went back and got another one to bring it home. <laughs> so, But now everybody heads for the, uh, the gizmo because of that uh, Italian sandwich. It's really, really good. Really, really good. And Burns Rudy uh, was one of my neighbors. And he passed uh, this past uh, uh, March. And anyway, they got a bench for him that's up by the gizmo right next to it. It's called Burns Rudy. That's his name, Burns Rudy. First time when I met him, I thought his name was, I would call him Rudy. He says, that's not my name. It's, it's Rudy Burns, right? No, his first name was Burns. It took about a year for me to get that straight in my head. <laughs> but it was always a joke. But he left us uh, this spring, and they got a bench for him up there. And Burns was pretty well known, him and his uh, uh, international tractors, a lot of tractor shows and stuff like that. And there's a little picture of him on the bench up there. And so we saw that before we came down here. And, but the, the poor Terry, his wife, goes, that poor gizmo guy is probably, everybody's going to see Burns' bench, and they're all taking pictures. So hardly anybody gets a chance to sit on the bench because they want a picture of the bench that says Burn Ru Burns Rudy. So anyway, but, okay, oh, here we go. Okay, do you say 9 and 5 are 13 or 9 and 5 is 13? What do you say, ma'am? Hmm. Um, I think maybe I would say they are 13. They are 13? I think so. Okay, Josh, what do you think? Uh, are. <laughs> Apparently there's a correct answer here. Okay, anybody out there got an idea? Is 9 and 5 are or 9 and 5 is 13? 9 and 13? 5 is 14. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Oh, Wait a minute. Yeah. Okay. Neither. Nine and five is 14, not 13. I was confused. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, I love those ones. They're like puzzles. I like that. I like that. So anyway. Okay. So we got gum color. Okay. Listen. Uh... We talked a little. Oh, wait a minute. We got we got callers, right? Yeah, we got uh, the line. The phone lines are filled right now. We uh -oh. have. Well, uh, let's start. Yeah, let's. We got Jody with a caller question to kick things off. I'll get her on here in just one sec. Okay. Do 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 do. Jody is on the do, line. Do, do. Oh, there we are. There we go. We nothing. You want on radio? You don't ever want at airtime. <laughs> okay, who's up? Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Oh, who's hi. Sorry. <laughs> who's this? Um, my name is Jody. Hi. What can we hi. do for you? Well, I have a two-year-old, two years and three-month-old um, sheep-a-doodle. Sheep-a-doodle, okay. Mm-hmm. And um, she's a very healthy dog. Okay. Except when I, we go for a walk, she goes right for weeds to eat. Okay. And I don't know what to do with that. Okay. Uh, what food are you feeding? Between a propion, um, salmon um, for adults. Okay. How long have you been feeding that? Mm, about a year. Okay. Actually, no, I take that back. It's probably about four months. 
Okay. Do you do any rotation diet at all? Do you change it up? Mm, no. And that's your not. problem. <laughs> Dogs are put on this earth to be this cleanup crew, to eat everything and anything and not skip a beat. They are the garbage cans, okay? Then okay. lucky them, we bring them into the house and we feed them the exact same thing every single solitary day. And we wonder why the, all of a sudden their, their gut goes into the toilet. is because mm-hmm. they don't have a variation. you got to change proteins, you know, the meat in, uh, in the food. And yes. so that's why you got to roll. You buy smaller bags so you can go. If once you open a, ba- a bag of dry food, it should be fed out for sure within a, a week and a half to two weeks. Okay. okay. Now most people don't do a re- uh, uh, rotation like I do. My dogs get it's uh, every day. Today was turkey. Tomorrow it's going to be beef. Next day it's going to be probably what is that? Uh, turkey, you know, turkey and sardines. You know what I mean? And then um, I've got some lamb. But anyway, so I rotate quick because that's what the dogs are put for. Because they're how? What's the the gut system, Doctor Jess, of a dog? Right. Is how many feet? Oh, not very long at all. I mean, it depends on the size of the dog. Right. But, but the average. But they're, they're, you know, they're scavenging carnivores. Right. And so even even a dog like a Great Dane has maybe four feet of small intestine. I and mean, we, there's, there's just not a lot in there. And we have like 80 feet, right? Well, 40. Humans? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I mean, the, they have a real short digestive tract. Right. So it's things stay in their stomach longer and then get flown out the door quicker, right? Right. Right. They're built to digest their food in their stomach. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so uh, by, okay, why don't you take it from Well, so, so with some dogs, it, it kind of depends, right? Is your dog mainly eating grasses? Well, she's specific. She's like weed um, specific. Um, no, it's not really grass. It's these leafy weeds. Um, and I don't even know what, what, what they're called. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. So in, um, in general yeah. for dogs, like some, some grass eating is normal. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, they may not be exactly grasses because I'm not a botanist. Uh, but, it, you know, my dogs definitely go out sometimes in the morning and they'll graze, not on the lawn, but on other kinds of grasses, other kinds of plants. And so okay. if they're just placidly grazing, I just ignore it. It's not a mainstay of their diet. There's some benefit to them. Usually it helps kind of clean out their gastrointestinal tract a little bit. And they do it at certain times of year, and they only eat certain plants. Okay. But, but if, there's, if the dog is frantic at all, so sometimes dogs go out and they eat grass and whatever, and it's kind of like, oh, my God, I need to eat this right now, and they're sort of stuffing it in, that mm-hmm. is because they're yeah. having indigestion. Now, I also see some dogs who kind of eat anything, like the owner's trying to walk them and the dog is trying to eat sticks and trying to, you know, rip branches off of trees and they're trying to eat everything. That also is an indication of chronic indigestion. And so that's where you still have to start with the attention to diet. Um, You know, dry food is problematic. And then like Katie was saying, feeding the same food for for any length of time is also problematic because it induces the development of allergies. One of okay. the things that keeps us healthy is, is eating a varied diet. We don't eat the same thing every day. We don't even eat the same thing at every meal. Two corns mm-hmm. dogs so far today. 
<laughs> Here. Now I'm hungry. Okay, third, third one, you will win a prize of yeah. some sort. You might not want it. I'll probably, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. The, but, the, but basically, when you eat a varied diet, what you're eating is a variety of prebiotics that supports the variety of bacteria that are supposed to be living in our intestines. And so if you limit your diet and you know eat kind of this monotonous diet, you're actively going to harm your microbiome. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So go forth and vary your dog's diet. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, okay, kiddo. Okay. Thanks. Thank Thanks. you very, very much. Appreciate you betcha. It, take, take care. Bye-bye. And doctor, yes. Bye. All right. Oh, we got to run to break here. Okay. We're doing that dance. Oh, I got to get the question here. Wait a minute. Okay. What is, why is a colt like an egg? Why is a colt, baby horse, like an egg? We'll be back. Hot diggity, dog diggity. All right. Hey, in case you recognize the voice, or you haven't, I'd rather. I would be Katie K9. I got Dr. Jessica Levy with me today, a holistic vet. And uh, here is a question that you need to answer. What is, why is a colt like an egg? Anybody out there got an idea? How about yourself, Dr. Jess? I have no idea. Josh, what do you think? Trying to think of something related to horses, but I have no idea. Why is a colt like an egg? Because it can't be used until it's broken. Ah. But um. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, there you go. I thought you might have got that one since you're in the horsey world. They can't be used. I know, but now we train horses. We don't break them anymore. That's true. That's very Please. true. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Wow. Okay, Josh, we got people waiting on the line? Yes, we do. We have Let's Amy. Get... We, uh, okay. She has a question regarding her Yorkie, uh, regarding marking as well as separation anxiety. Okay. Did you hear the name? Amy. Amy, thank you. <laughs> I was looking at something else. Amy, are you with us? Yes, hi. Oh, I'm there here. you are. Hey, hey. Okay, you got a Yorkie. Right. Now, is he fixed? She is not fixed. She is not fixed. And how old? I inherited the dog from my 97-year-old mother about okay. three months ago. Okay. Um, she passed away, and oh, we inherited her four-year-old dog, who we were very, we're very excited. She's a wonderful little dog, but she's got some behaviors that are driving crazy. <laughs> And even though I'm listening to all the podcasts and reading everything I can to try to figure out how to fix it, I'm just not. It's not working. Okay. Do you have any other dog, or just this one? Just this one. Okay. Um, are you giving her total freedom of the house right now? Uh, yes. Yes. No. <laughs> because you have to earn. How long have you had the pup? Pup? Uh, since um, mid-May. Okay. What you got to do is remember she lost. You know, she had a loss in her life, okay? Mm -hmm. And so now she's got to understand who you are and what you want from her. And you have to mm -hmm. build a relationship. And it's not just here, cute dog, sit on my lap and let's cuddle. It's input into the head, all right? So now when you take her out for a walk, do you take her and let her scan in front of you? Well, no, because I have been listening to your podcast. So I try to make her walk alongside me, and then I give her an opportunity to, you know, to go off and do her business. Okay, but now, she is she's paper trained. Okay. So she goes in the house uh, right. mostly. Okay, now. You know, goes on her paper mostly. Okay. How many pounds is she? She's 5. 5 pounds. Oh my. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, when you yeah. when people do either paper training or uh pee pads, you're basically giving the dog a license to go potty in the house providing you hit the paper or the pee pads. 
some dogs can navigate that okay, but they. Uh, but the best thing is is that potty goes outside. End of story. My three pound uh, Ethel, you know, three pounds, right? I wouldn't. Everybody say, why didn't she have her potty in the in a litter box? Well, first of all, I got a litter box for a cat. I don't need one for the dog. And second of all, potty goes outside. And when it got cold, believe me, boy, Ethel could fly down those front steps, pee, poop in 0.2 seconds. Well, actually, the longer she was out there was 20 seconds. <laughs> and she got it both out. And so I would strongly recommend that you teach this dog what potty is called and where it goes. Now, when you take her to go out to go potty, you have her on in just a regular buckle collar, go to your potty spot, make sure that it is, um, you know, conducive to Minnesota winters. Don't put her in the back 40 when there's three uh, foot drifts, you know, trying to get her back there during the winter, okay? Now, what you might want to do is take, if she's good at potty training, uh, potty training, uh, paper training, take some of the paper, put it on the lawn. If you have to hold it down with rock or whatever type thing. Uh, but anyway, tell her to go potty. And then what's going to happen is that that paper is going to get smaller and smaller. And then pretty soon you don't need the paper. She's learned to take it outside. And there's to be no paper in the house. And now when um, now is she kennel trained? No, she's oh. not. But I okay. do have her. And, and this is the reason for my call is that I've been keeping her in the laundry room when we okay. go, and she's got okay. a gate across so she can see out, but she's okay. in the laundry room. And the last couple of times when we've come back from you know being out to dinner or something, which, by the way, she doesn't get left home alone very often. She comes okay. with us a lot. Okay. But the, when she does get left at home now, the last couple of times, she's marking somewhere in our okay. bedroom. And I can't figure it out, but it's really gross. Okay, but I you know, know, I thought you locked her in the laundry room. Well, we do, yes. Okay, I, I because when you go, in the laundry she has... room, but then when we come home and she gets out and oh, okay, okay. And other people have talked about you know the dogs getting mad at them and. Okay, no, that's no, that's a human emotion trying to create dog. No, okay. First of all, number one, you want anti icky poo, and then uh, you can, if you want to find out where she's been going potty, take a black light. Shut off all the lights in the room and run the mm -hmm. black light about maybe two inches from the uh, from the rug or, or from the mm -hmm. furniture, and then it'll show you where either somebody threw up <laughs> or you know what I mean the bad stuff. And so then mm -hmm. you can treat it with anti icky poo and plain white vinegar and water, you know fifty fifty. It will also, but then it smells like you're doing pickles. <laughs> but anyway, so that'll take care of that. All right. Now you she is not to have any freedom in the house probably for about the next three, four weeks. Okay, when you're not, don't have time to watch her, if you're not going to teach her in a kennel, she, you put her in the laundry room. When you leave, always leave a radio and or a TV on, so that, because you, there's always noise when you're home. Yeah. And so anyway, so that's what you want to be able to do. But now the thing is, is that when she's out of the laundry room, she's on a leash hooked to you, all right? If you don't have time, then you put her back in the laundry room. And the main time she has to go potty is first thing in the morning, you get a piddle and a doo-doo. Okay, then right when they first out, when she works up, bleh, wake, wakes up from a nap, okay, right after she gets done playing, and then 10, 15 minutes after she gets done eating or drinking. That's the main thing, okay? And so okay. the thing is, is that now the first week she's tied to you or in the laundry room. Second week, you're going to drop the leash, and she can drag it, but she has to stay in the same room as you, okay? And then let her get it. If you don't have time, and uh, she gets away from you, and she does something, that was your fault, not hers. 
because she she mm-hmm. hasn't earned the right to be free in the house. Now the third week, she's dragging a leash, but she can go. You can give her more. Let her go. You know, throughout the house. And then if everything's been working really well, then by the fourth week, you can take the leash off, and away we go. And then if she has um, an accident, you start back at square one again because you've got to get her to understand what potty is called and where to put it. Don't give her freedom too fast, all right? Okay. And then now no pig ears, rawhide shoes, or anything like that because that makes the dog thirsty, and so then they drink more, and guess what? They pee more. Right, mm-hmm. And then what you need to do is work on a relationship with this dog through tra- te- teaching tricks. Look on YouTube. They got ton of dog tricks, you know, that, and um, uh, brain teasers, obedience, wind. Remember, dogs don't do things for us out of love. They do things for us out of respect and trust that we've earned. And that's what you have to start doing. So that the thing is, is that if she is marking, it's because she feels like uh, there's not a relationship in there. Okay. So that's what you yeah, got to be. Okay. You got to you got to start working on building a relationship with this dog, and then and teach her what potty what is called and where to put it. Every dog should know that how when you say potty, they go potty. They understand what potty is called. And she really, does. Like, she goes on command. Oh, good, um, good. But you no, know, so why is you think she's marking and what it is is re- it's a relationship thing here. So you got to build mm-hmm. that. So that was part of it. Yes, she does go potty. Excellent. But the thing is, is that you still got a lot. You got to row the hole here. Um, with that, with that, uh, it's called a no pull harness, is what it's called. Okay, that's what you want to try using. Um, uh, to, to, there has to. When you're training a dog, there's got to be a correction of some type, okay? And then uh, a no-pull harness is different than a harness, all right? It slides over. Uh, you'd have to look it up. But anyway, so that's what I would try using. And then, uh, obviously, uh, an obedience course would, would be great. Now, I don't use treats. You are the treat, your verbal praise and physical praise. You can set up a private lesson. So I've got that, what I'm talking about at my place. But the mm-hmm. whole thing, we've we got to start getting the dog to look to you for direction. And then she's going to feel more secure in herself. And so then she's mm-hmm. going to be less likely to go and mark and su- do su- something like that. Usually dogs that mark, there's not too much of a relationship with the owner. Mm-hmm. Gosh, than, okay, yeah, than, everything you're you saying know, makes sense, except for that I've been working on all of these things, training her, teaching her tricks, trying okay. to build her confidence. But now, so when you go for a walk, okay, what do you have the leash snug, or is it loose? No, I'm, I'm a little uh, more lenient on the walking. So okay, well, both. but see, what you got to remember is he who's in first, uh, uh, he, he who's out front is a leader, Who he's in back is a peon. Also, too, when the dog by scanning in front of you, now they are in charge, whereas they have to take care of everything that's out in front of them to protect you also. Okay, now not only are you a peon, <laughs> now your dog has to, you know, take issue with the, the, the dog he sees or with such like that. So you, uh, part of a, a well-rounded well, team is walking together politely on a loose leash. Now, you, know, you don't have to have a leash on, but the dog has to have a leash on, all right? <laughs> And so that's just part of it because with the walk is a huge thing. That the walk, the dog doesn't earn the right to have freedom in the house until they're totally potty trained. They don't have, they have to earn the right to scan as you are walking. But at the very beginning, anytime you are walking together, you are a team. The dog is to walk next to you on a loose lead and, and uh, you're working as a team. You stop, they sit. Okay, it's giving the dog little details. And unfortunately, with little dogs, people have a tendency to 
give them the too much freedom and not ask much of them. Your goal is that you can go for a walk and you can let the dog scan because you know at any given time you can call him back in and the dog walks politely. And you don't need any type of training collar because you have built that teamwork. So it's a, mm-hmm. and every, pers- every personality is different. There's some dogs that need a strict routine. Any wiggle room, boy, it's like, got your number. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. And then there's some um, uh, personalities like, okay, I've got this. And so, like, so everything is just like humans. You know, they're what... If you have five kids from the same mom and dad, you may have five distinct ways of doing the same thing with the child or different problems with it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what it is. But you know, the more every, every dog, especially if you're having challenges, every dog should learn some, one new thing each week. Whether it's a trick, whether it's obedience, start naming the dog's toys, teaching the dog to pick up the toys and put them away. You know, the, the whole thing, use the dogs. Make them have jobs, not make them, ha- teach them jobs they can do for you. And so now the dog is happy looking to you for direction. And they're not bored out of their gourd. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Does that make any sense? It does. It makes a lot of sense. Sounds like I got work ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, so do you know it's not ours. All it is, you got a minute? Do something with the dog. Got five minutes? Do something with the dog. You're sitting down having a cup of coffee. I'm working on play dead. And the best dog I ever had that played dead was Zelda. Her play dead was mint. But anyway, uh, you know, just work a little here and a little there. It really adds up. It's not hours and hours of training. It's having a little putsy fun is what it is. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Sounds well, great. Good luck, Thanks, kiddo. Katie. You bet. Take care. Have a great day. <laughs> Enjoy this day. It's going to be, i got to go home and take my horse for a walk. I know. You should say, why aren't you riding your horse? Well, he's 35 years old, for Petey's sakes. But anyway, okay. What holds the moon up? What holds the moon up? We'll be back. Hey, hey. This would be Katie K9. We're live at the Minnesota State Fair winding it down. We only got about 15 minutes left, and then it's done till next year. But uh, the, the lactation station, my talk, will be here still for the last day, which is tomorrow. So come on out. But this is the last show of the Minnesota get-together. Because I, I don't know if they're doing any live shows tomorrow. Nope. I don't know. Josh, do you know nope, if they're they, doing uh, it's all it's, it's a relaxation day tomorrow for Labor Relaxation day. day at the lactation sale. <laughs> <laughs> it is Labor oh. Day. Yeah, there you go. I didn't know if they were going to be doing any live show on Labor Day. So, I don't know. Everything changes. but So, that means I'm it. I, I'm responsible for signing off the, the station for this, this year. you got to save it's the all in for my, last. It's all in my lap. Oh, thank you. It's <laughs> all in my lap to leave the air appropriately. And, you know, so everybody can tune in next week. Now, Monday, tomorrow is Labor Day. So, there's no slow. But Tuesday, everybody be back to work doing their thing. And all, I think everybody's back together again, right? All the vacations have stopped. People being sick and whatever type of thing, right? For now. Oh, for now. Okay, there you go. Okay, what holds the moon up? Anybody out there got any ideas? What holds the moon up? What do you think? What? Ding! Did you hear that? Did you hear that, Josh? I did not. What was oh, that? Oh, good. What do you think holds the moon up? I have no idea. Okay, Jess? No, I think that was a great answer. Yeah, okay. Do you have anything? No, no, oh, okay. I didn't think of anything. Good, because he did, he did. What's your name, sir? Oh, Jim. Jim got it right. What holds the moon up? The moonbeam. Oh. 
The moonbeams. I got it. Construction joke. Got it. Okay. There you go. Construction joke. Okay. <laughs> Sounds funny. Yeah, see, there you go. I think these are so hilarious myself. I just think it's a ride. I know. And that's crazy these that somebody good. read the same joke book that you have. Yeah. Like <laughs> we think alike, sir, Jim. We think alike. Great minds run in the same gutter. <laughs> These two people have bought that book. Yeah, two people. Me and Jim. <laughs> okay. Well, do we got anybody on the line? Yes. So we have Leo. He's been holding on for a little while, and uh, he's got a husky. He's got a little bit of an ear yeast infection problem. Okay. He, him or the dog? Well, I, I held the dog, yeah. <laughs> okay. Now I lost his name. I have a good memory, but it's uh, very Leo, short. Leo's on the line. Leo? Leo. Okay, yes. Leo. Hello. I should remember that. That's my sign, Leo. Hi, Leo. How you doing? Good, good. Doing good. good. Thanks uh, for holding we us. Have a, we have a female husky okay. that's roughly about seven years old, continues to get uh, yeast infections in the ears. We shave the fur out of the, out of the ears every so often, and we do have drops. I'm just wondering if certain dog foods perpetuate that, or is it just sweating in the ears that is causing that? Ears don't sweat, do they, Doctor Jess? Uh, well, no. They can but get dog, water in from swimming. Yeah, but yeah, but dogs can also lose. Like that's how they dissipate their heat, right? Is through their ears oh, as well. Okay. Okay. But so you condensation? are correct. It's all about the food. Okay. Right. So ear infections in dog are in dogs are a detoxification mechanism, and so when dogs have ear infections, it's actually telling you about gut health and the state of the immune system that is in the intestines. So you are correct. So what do we do? Uh, change the dog's food. Okay. What food are you feeding, uh, sir? Uh, usually dry food. We do change it up every so often, but then. It takes her a day or two to get that used to that, but um, I guess we should change it more often. No, right, what food? Right, and, what yeah, what food the, are you feeding? What brand? That makes uh, a huge I difference. It, it's probably Kirkland brand. Yeah, well, let's not go there. Get it, get it at Costco. Yeah, right. Nope. And then you got to wonder. So, what happens during those couple of days while she's adjusting to the change? Uh, you kind of like loose. Uh, Loose yeah. stools, not not as firm as, as right. Normal, so you see, like yeah. So overall, right. And so basically, these are symptoms of leaky gut, right? Overall, there's some intestinal instability, because dogs are carnivores, but they're scavenging carnivores. So they should be able to eat whatever's available. And you know, you can't say, oh gosh, I ate mice all day yesterday, and here's a bunny. But if I eat the bunny, it's going to give me diarrhea. No, you have to be able to switch and eat the bunny. And so what I would do is I would address the underlying instability. The way to do that is through diet, of course, and supplements. I'm a big fan of feeding a balanced raw diet. It may sound intimidating, but it's a lot easier than you think. And there's tons of resources on my website. There's and what website is that? Holistic-vet-care.com. There are links to videos and... Uh, there's a raw feeding primer that's put out by Dogs Naturally magazine. There's books listed. There's all sorts of stuff there to help you get started. And then usually the smaller pet food stores, the people who work there are very knowledgeable about raw feeding. And they're usually really able to help you get started. 
And that's typically where I would start with a dog like this. I would also use a supplement like standard processed canine enteric support. Enteric means intestines. And that supplement helps to stabilize the intestinal lining. And we're still talking about your dog's ear infections. Mm -hmm. Like, but this is where it comes down to. This is where, instead of putting drops in the ears and continuing to treat the ears, the ear is just a symptom of the internal disorder. And until you treat the intestines, your dog's going to continue to have ear infections. Does that make sense? Yep. Right. Um, okay. Does um, uh, 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 hold up? Does uh, organic apple cider vinegar put because doesn't that help cut yeast if there's a, a yeast overload? It can help, but the yeast are normal skin inhabitants. Okay. Right? They're just doing their thing. And so you'd say, well, why does my dog have a yeast infection versus more bacteria in the ears? It just depends on what kind of trash your body's trying to take out. Ah. Yeast are metal scavengers. Okay. And then a lot of people would say, well, why does my dog have metal toxicity? Uh, because dog vaccines are full of mercury. Ah. And if you read through the ingredients on the dog food, you'll find that a lot of them are metals, right? Okay. Dog food it contains iron and zinc and cobalt, okay. uh, which are metals. Car exhaust is full of metals. Food colorings, like milk bones that come in different colors. Uh -huh. Food colorings are metals. Well, yes. So I learn that one from Red you. number 40, blue lake number 5. These are metals. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Okay, now, I know some people, when you say feed raw, say, man, my budget right now, I can't afford that. And so maybe I can do raw a couple of days. So then what do you say? Like I said, then... The, the I, I think overall, like, for one thing, you have to say, okay, what do I want to spend money on? The vet? Do I want to spend money on... <laughs> exactly. The vet do I want to spend money on dog food, or would I rather spend my money at the vet? And that is a personal choice. Yeah. But, but realistically, I think dogs can be fed uh, very economically... Uh, from the grocery store, so. As far as, yes, not buying your dry food at the grocery store, but buying. Right, buying actual food at the grocery <laughs> store. Actual food, there you go. There's uh, primalpooch.com. Have you gone to that website, primalpooch.com? Oh, isn't that the lady who wrote that book? Yes. 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 The yeah. book called Why You Should Feed Your Dog a Raw Food Diet, or Why yeah. You Need to Feed a Raw Diet, or something yeah. like that. And so yeah. that's where I, I just think her website's good because it's quick easy to read and people it help people move forward right but even like i should i'll put a link to on my website to that one but even if you think about like the raw feeding primer from dogs naturally magazine it's like six videos that are each about five minutes long okay because feeding dogs is so dirt it, simple yeah it is yeah it, it really it's like the easy it sounds intimidating and when you look on facebook and you look at instagram and you're like oh my gosh these people are doing such complicated things uh, but they're just doing that because they can. It's gratuitous. It does not have to be complicated. Dogs are simple animals. They're very easy to feed. Yep. Uh, and that's what I tell everybody. If you're making an egg, make one for the dog. If you make it a hamburger, make, either give the dog some raw or the hamburger. Right. And the nice part is you don't have to cook for the dog. There you go. And, and it doesn't take much because you're feeding such good stuff. You know, that doesn't have any carbs. It goes to the... Right. And surprisingly, like, they don't actually need to eat that much of it right. when they're eating real food. Right. Yeah, people don't get that. They, you know, yeah. They're used to the... the Depending on what you do with your husky, right? I mean, if you're out there doing Iditarod kind of things, yeah. it will take a lot of food either yeah. way. Yeah. Well, no, so hopefully... That, uh, is he still in line? Josh? Uh, yes, I am. Oh, there oh, you are. <laughs> okay. So, so, yeah, and if, if you have questions about that supplement and exactly what it is, just go ahead and email me through my website. At? Holistic-vet-care.com. Okay. 
Yeah, Great. just just email me. There's a contact page on the website. And quit, quit. I've gotten quite a few calls lately about this. You know that they, the vet gave them solutions to clean out the ears and stuff like that. And I yeah, said, yeah, you can definitely make it worse by overcleaning. Yep, yep. And so that's why this changed the diet at ten to one. Right. I typically don't even have people touch the dog's ears. Just leave them alone or put coconut oil in them if okay. they're super inflamed. Okay. Well, Doctor Jess, thank you for the call, sir. And uh, Doctor Jess, thank you for being part of the show you, at the Katie. Minnesota Great Get Together. And we've still got some friendly faces out there. Thank you all for hanging out with us today. And on the last show for this year's state fair. So you guys take care. Don't hide your dogs. Train them. Or if you don't train them, don't blame them. You take care. Have a great week. Enjoy the week.